The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. Okay. Well, just for the record, we got the sun in Phoenix, too. 52 to... <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sunny in Phoenix podcast, a weekly podcast where we keep you up to date on everything Phoenix Suns basketball. My name is Charlie Erling, and as always, I've got Mitch Krumpetich with me. Well, hi. (laughs) Well, hi to you. And today, we'll be talking about the status of the NBA and what we have heard might be happening in the upcoming months. We've been kind of skirting around this topic for the last almost two months now, so... Today, we'll dive in a little bit on it and tell you what we've heard. Follow us on Twitter at Sunny and PHX Pod. Same thing for Instagram. Go on iTunes, leave us a five star review and a comment, and you will get a shout out on the show. Okay, let's talk about the NBA coming back, hopefully. And we've heard a few different things. I know Woj has been a great source to uh, follow to see what's been going on between the even the Players Association and the front offices of the league. So what we have heard is the NBA wants to finish this season. That seems to be pretty clear. I saw a tweet from LeBron the other day saying that they want to finish it, the players want to finish it. Everybody wants to finish a season that's, you know, 80% done. And that's the point that we're at. So we're hearing that potentially – to do this, they might try to bring everyone into the same place and try to just really cut down on how many people are around the whole operation. And maybe that's at a place like Disney World or Las Vegas. Those seem like a couple good places that have been thrown around. What do you think about all this? So I think it's pretty idealist, definitely. Like a lot would have to go right for this to work. So first off, they kind of crunched the numbers and determined about 15,000 tests would be needed in order to do this. And Adam Silver just said, we're not taking that many tests away from the general public, which I admire that. Uh, I kind of had this thought the other day of like, well, that's 15,000 people who will get tested that wouldn't otherwise have gotten tested. But I see where he's coming from. That like right now we need to be testing people in hospitals and frontline workers and all that. So I get that. Now, playing in one location like Disney World or Las Vegas, the problem with this is the players would only be able to go from their hotels to the arena where they're playing. And that's it. They wouldn't be able to be with their families or anything like that. And I just don't really think that's super feasible for... For, for the league, you know, I think people are going to want to leave. They're going to want to venture out. What happens if someone does, you know, do they just have to quarantine for 14 days and not be able to play in the games during that time? Maybe, but I, I don't know. I, I think it would be hard to take these guys away from their families for that long because we don't know how long this would take Would this. I mean, 
regular season and playoffs, but are we going to finish the regular season? The Suns had about 15 games left. Uh, you know, playoffs take a couple months. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm really conflicted because I want basketball back. I would love it if it were in Las Vegas, too, for the time zone. Because I'm thinking if this were in Disney World, all the games would be starting at like 4 p.m. Ooh, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know. I'm really conflicted on this. Yeah, there's just so many things that don't quite line up. Because if you think of the average NBA season and the amount of travel they do and the road trips and the time away from home, I, I know that players say that's a lot. That's a lot already. And then if you try to put them in a different city, locked down by themselves and their teammates and coaches for potentially months, I just don't see many people on board with that. You don't want to leave your family for that long. And in a situation like this, especially with people, you know, getting very seriously sick, you don't want to be away from your family in a time like this. Right. And, you know, the league has also said there are some older coaches and executives who are worried for their health to do something like this. And I understand that. I, I could see this being a more, you know, feasible option if the families were allowed to be along with the players, but then how many more tests is that? Right. That's, that's wild. It's just, it's, we don't need to get too deep into it, but it's a shame that there's not enough tests for all of us. And that, yeah, we I we don't need to go yeah. down that road. We don't need to this. get political, but I right. agree with you. Right. It, it's a shame that not everybody can get them. And, you know, a, a league who could pay for the tests and everything are doing the right move. Like, shout out Adam Silver. He knows how much money the NBA is blowing through in this situation. And yet he still doesn't want to take all these tests away from the public. I, I love that. Adam yeah. Silver's the man. We're we're lucky to have him as the commission at a time like this, I'd say. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he's handled this as well as you possibly could. Aside from this whole, the the whole crazy business behind it, how cool would it be to have a basketball city? Oh, that'd be dope. Yeah. Like, if this were just, I mean, this, maybe this is one of the positives that comes out of all of this, is we solve this whole mid-season tournament thing. Like, wouldn't that be cool to do a midseason tournament where we pick a different city every year that has the capacity like Vegas, Orlando, maybe like L.A., whatever city it is, and just do like a big tournament that lasts a couple weeks? I think that would be awesome. I know we get a taste of that with Summer League, but Mm -hmm. the studs aren't playing at Summer League. In a midseason tournament, they would be. And just the atmosphere, I like if you're a basketball fan and you haven't been to Summer League... You got to do it. We've said that numerous times on the pod. But imagine like a an actual tournament with everybody yeah. in the same place. Vegas would be hopping. Oh, that would, that be, would be so cool. I I think you just you don't even move it. You just keep it in Vegas. Yeah, I mean I'm down with that. It works out for us because we can just drive there. Yep, just zip right on over. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that would be great. I, I, and I I mean I think that's kind of the silver lining to all of this is I think we might be figuring out some like more creative things to add to upcoming seasons. Yeah, maybe maybe this uh, it's a little bit of a springboard for something new. We'll have to yeah. see about that. Yeah. But in a basketball sense, what do you think about 
if we're if we were to finish the regular season and hop into the playoffs, these guys all in hotels at Disney World or Las Vegas, and all they're doing is playing basketball to empty arenas. Yeah, tons of people are tuning in to watch on TV, but playing in an empty arena is something different. Do you think it's good for basketball if that were to happen? I think any basketball being played would be good for basketball right now. I think yes. people are so hungry for it. I mean, people were really engaged in the 2K tournament, you know, right. with players just, you know, Skyping or whatever they were using from, from their homes. So, yeah, I mean, I think just any televised basketball would be good right now for, for from a basketball standpoint. Yeah. I, I hear that. I There's no way I'd say, no, don't let them play in empty arenas. Like, I want to watch. every And those guys want to play, too. They they were in – this is when guys were coming to their peaks, ideally, like or players or teams. Getting to that point, we're getting close to the postseason. You're playing your best ball of the year, and then it gets ripped away. So I'm sure these guys are maybe a little bit rusty, but ready to get back out on the court. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think it could be kind of cool to see what it would be like with no fans because we would get to hear a lot of stuff we wouldn't normally be able to, like a little bit of trash talk, how these players really interact with the refs. I mean, I'm sure they would hold back because they know everything would be heard. I'd hope they'd hold back a little bit, yeah. Yeah, I'm (laughs) sure they would. But still, and like guys calling out plays and just the way that teams communicate on the floor, we'd be able to hear that stuff a lot more clearly. And I think that would be fun. That would be cool. We like that about summer league because the gyms are smaller and you can hear the guys on the court. But if you're in a empty gym, that would be next level. That would be pretty sweet. Oh yeah, for sure. All right. Let's keep on sticking with, you know, present NBA, what what might be happening before we go into what's happening next. So we all heard the news about the NBA was about to reopen facilities for teams where in states where the stay at home orders have been lifted. And that has been pushed back to May 8th. Now it was originally supposed to be the first, they pushed it back a little bit. And alongside of that was, it was a pretty lengthy document that laid out how these teams will have to conduct practice how many people can be in the gym, how many coaches can be in the gym, and all the stuff that has to happen in the actual facilities. So, Mitch, I know you got a good tweet from someone that kind of details some of these points. Yeah, so Sham Sharanya has detailed this pretty well. And he kind of went on a barrage of tweets a few days ago that kind of explained all of this. But I think... Just to sum up what he's saying, the gist of it is there's going to be a lot of limitations here. So, for instance, he says when NBA's facilities open as soon as May 8th, so meaning some could be open, some might not be, depending on the states, players must wear face masks at all times, except when in physical activity. Staffers working with players must wear gloves, physical distancing of at least 12 feet. Uh, every team is also going to have to assign a senior executive to be the facility hygiene officer. So disinfecting everything big time, um, taking temperatures, all that kind of stuff. Um, but just knowing that, um, the reality of this is per sources, as Sham says, it is not possible or appropriate 
in the current public health context to regularly test all these players and staff for COVID-19. So protocols can be modified. And we're really just kind of hanging on to see what this looks like from a public health standpoint in the coming months to see how we can do this. Um, you know, the teams that are opening, uh, they may be able to have four players max in facilities at once. I can't imagine they'll have close contact or anything like that playing like one-on-one -on -one or anything, but, you know, using the weight room, using the court, that kind of stuff I can imagine one at a time, you know, four guys in their max. That's kind of what we're looking at right now. And yeah, I can see that really benefiting guys who don't have a hoop. I mean, these guys are going to be so rusty when they come back. It seems like letting four guys into a facility to each take a basket and put up a few shots, it seems like that should be doable at this point to me. But I, I did read something that some front office member, after seeing this 15-page instruction manual of how to hold a practice, he said that if we have to do all of this and jump through all of these hoops, should we even really be doing this yet? And Man, it's it's back and forth. There's points for, for both sides when it comes to it. And it goes back to Adam Silver. I I know he doesn't want to push too fast, but yet he does want to finish the season out. But, you know, I'm putting my faith in Adam Silver. I think he'll be making the right decisions for the league. Yeah, and I agree with that. I think it's interesting to look at, like, is it even worth it if we have to follow all these regulations? It makes me wonder how many guys in this league don't have their own hoop. And now I know it's different because, like, the, the regulations and everything, it's kind of hard to get that exactly on a personal hoop. Um, but we know some of these guys have home gyms. I wonder how many of them do, you know? How many of these guys are able to get up shots on a regulation basket? I, I in, in my mind, I imagine most of them, but I guess I don't really have any basis for that. Well, if you think back to that great video that Frank Kaminsky posted of his backyard workout, yeah. he just had a crummy, you know, adjustable hoop with some sand weighing it down in his backyard. That's so, true. Yeah, that's and he point. was in a big, beautiful house. And I think it was Scottsdale or Paradise Valley. It was really, it was like, a huge backyard and you'd think maybe there's a practice court somewhere there, but I'm leaning. No. So I'm sure yeah. some guys have them, but the younger, younger guys, I'm sure don't who knows though. And maybe some of these guys aren't even at their homes. Right. That's a good point. When I think back to, I remember when Devin Booker was a rookie, he, he was almost 19 because his birthday is at the end of October. So he was 18 going on 19, and he lived in an apartment in Tempe. He said he wanted to like live close to ASU and be around people close to his age. So for those younger guys who are living like that, they definitely don't have their own hoops and, and that kind of stuff. So that's a good point. Hopefully Booker gets some of those guys say, like, hey, I have six spare bedrooms in the house. <laughs> Come shoot hoops over here, live yeah. here for a week. Yeah, I don't know. I really wonder. Okay. Well, let's let's talk about some definitive news that we've heard. The NBA has postponed the draft combine and the draft lottery with no date set for them in the future. And we all saw this coming. 
But an interesting thing is they haven't postponed the draft yet, but that's also looking very likely. So we're missing out on combine, lottery, and more than likely the draft on time. But if we're if we're really going to finish the season and rock through a playoffs, those obviously had to be postponed. Yeah, I saw some people on Twitter getting upset that they postponed the lottery because they were like, the NFL draft and the WNBA draft were all simulated, like all digital, online, everything. And I'm just like, well, we don't know the order. Like, we don't know who's going to have the best odds because we don't have final records. Yeah, there's games yet to be played. Right. So clearly we have to postpone the lottery. I get that. The combine is so interesting because we've kind of talked about, you know, if gyms around the country are to start opening in the coming months, maybe being able to do some sort of quasi-virtual draft combine that's potentially televised – or having some testing for this. I don't know. That's It's hard to say at this point, especially because, you know, we don't know what decisions are going to be made state by state yet. Um, but I'm kind of interested in that. The other thing, like comparison for the NFL draft, is the NFL had their combine. And a lot of schools had pro days and that kind of thing. Right. I think that's why they were able to do a virtual draft because they had that stuff, you know, maybe Absolutely. not to the same extent they normally would. I know some of it was cut short, but like the NBA isn't going to have any of that as of right now. So yeah, yeah, it makes it tough. It's tough because if you think about the combine, one of the things that everybody is drawn to is just the, the measurements how tall are these guys? What are their wingspans? What's their vertical? And you have to have official NBA guys there to document that stuff because what if a guy brings out a phony tape measurer and his wingspan is four inches longer all of a sudden than it should be? And then teams are like, oh, this guy has a great wingspan. Maybe he's a 3 and D prospect. And yet he has like, you know, a normal wingspan we'll have to miss out on a lot of those things. Yeah, you could do live shooting drills if you're on a regulation hoop, I suppose, but then you don't get to see any of the scrimmages or any sort of thing like that either. So there's, it'll be interesting to see how this gets done. And again, with the rust, all these college guys haven't had a chance to play. You know, a lot of them don't have private gyms to play at. Right. And they're sitting here, one, they're wondering, just like us, when's this combine going to be? Yeah, a lot of guys rely on this kind of stuff. I think about a guy like uh, Pat Connaughton, who comes out and just has a ridiculous vertical jump that gets measured at the combine and all of a sudden goes on every team's radar. You know, every year there's someone like that or someone who stands out in scrimmages or someone, like you said, who has a wingspan that's a lot longer than we thought. Or, you know, there's all kinds of stuff like that. So, yeah, this this is unprecedented for sure. Well, it'll be interesting. You know, we're along for the ride. We're going to be finding out. And like you said, unprecedented. We've never seen anything like this before. So, you know, we're here to talk about it. And with this all, the league is now considering, if everything goes as how this is kind of being planned, that we'll be starting the season in December. And I haven't heard too much about this, Mitch. Do you know if this will be a full season? I don't. I mean, I don't think the league does. All I've really seen is that, you know, given the delays that were 
that we're looking at, given that the league wants to finish this season, the best thing that they can do is start the 2020-2021 season in December, akin to the lockout season from a few years back. I am kind of thinking maybe we'll play it like that lockout season where it is shortened. We finish the same time, just start in December. I I don't think that's a horrible idea. Um, Hasn't there been a lot of talk about, you know, just people wanting to start the season a little later in the first place? Yeah, that too. I mean, maybe this will force the league's hand and just say, you know what? Every year we're going to start in December and end in August. Yeah. That's that's possible for the future of the league as well with all of this. Again, I believe in you, Adam Silver. I yeah. do. Well, and I think it's interesting, too, because we've been talking about, yes, starting the season later. We've also been talking about playing less games in a season. Right. Maybe this is, you know, a way that we can do that. Maybe we start in December and play 70 games or something like that. Yeah, if you think about it, the the reason why it would be so tough to all of a sudden take a few games out of the schedule is the record books. Yeah. You need all these guys to play the 82 games. So all of these stats are somewhat regulated against each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some guys might get a little hurt if they don't get as many games when they're trying to get all time records or team records or things like that. I mean, that's not the biggest priority, but you know, there's guys chasing that stuff. That's true. I mean, think about this. The addition of the three-point line. A lot of people were against that back yep. in the day. Yeah. And they said the exact same stuff. Well, it's going to it's going to change the record books and it's going to change the way the game is played. Yeah, stuff like this is going to happen sometimes. Like steroids. Steroids, yeah. Great <laughs> example. Yeah. No, no that I mean, that is interesting because I think to shorten the season like this, something has to force your hand to do it. And yeah, this this may be it. Yeah, I think a global pandemic is probably enough to force a commissioner's. Yeah, that that might be on the list of things to potentially <laughs> global pandemic shorten the season. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, what what do you think we should do? What what's this? Let's say you're Adam Silver. What's your solution here? If I'm Adam Silver. I go. I don't know if I need to play the whole 82-game regular season at this point. In the interest of starting next year at a decent time and getting a decent season in, I think shortening the regular season by a bit and evening up the games played amongst all teams would probably be a good bet. And as much as I'd love to see a full 16-team playoff, I'm really buying in on that Bill Simmons method. I think that's a great idea. If you don't know what that is or you missed last week's episode, go listen to last week's episode. We broke that down and we did a a whole playoff prediction based on what that would turn out to be. So Mm -hmm. if if you're hurting for a little more basketball talk, go check that one out. But I think that's the route I go in the interest of making the the offseason somewhat regular. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I think I may take another month if I'm Adam Silver to see where this goes before making a decision. You know, I think April was very telling 
I think we learned a lot. We got a lot of information, you know, from the scientific standpoint, we we have some treatments that are available now. There's been work on a vaccine. We just have so much more information. I feel like a month ago we were so completely in the dark and right now yeah. we don't have all of the answers, but we're so much better informed now. So I think if I'm Adam Silver, I might take a month, you know, see see what comes of states starting to open up, see what happens there, and then start making some decisions. I'm not opposed to starting the next season in December, having it look like the lockout year, having it shortened. Um, you know, I think we just got to be smart with all of this and not try to rush anything back. Of course, I want to see basketball, though. I would love to see this season finished. Um, definitely. Imagine watching the Suns play in the summer. Yeah, we, don't, we, we never get that chance. No, we don't. That would be really weird. Uh, I think, you know, the ideas of having a, a tournament, like the, the Bill Simmons method that we kind of talked about last week, having that in Orlando or Las Vegas, I think is a really fun idea as long as it's safe. You know, I think yep. I think at this point we're really getting creative, brainstorming, figuring out you know, what we could do. I don't think anything is really off the table right now. Uh, we just have to evaluate if it's safe, listen to what the experts are saying about this, uh, obviously. But I wouldn't be opposed to taking another month to get more information. I'm with that too. I'm, as much as I want to see basketball, I'm I'm okay slow playing this a little bit. We need to not rush anything. That's That's number one. Right. Right. Well, and you know what? Maybe more testing becomes available, too. I think right. that makes a big difference. If we can safely test the 15,000 or however many people it would be, that's a game changer. If if more tests get developed over the next month, which everything I'm reading is pointing towards that happening, then maybe it's not as big of a deal to take that many tests for the NBA. Here's, here's something we didn't mention. Yeah, you, maybe you did mention it. What happens if your starting shooting guard has COVID? Yeah. Does he not get to play and your team's just SOL? Is that what happens? That's a great question, yeah. I mean, we know that when that happens, you've got to quarantine yourself, self-isolate for 14 days. Hopefully, you know, it's not that bad that you have to go to the hospital and be on a ventilator and all that. But, yeah, I, I mean, what happens if more than one guy on a team – let's take a good team. Let's say – the Clippers, just as an example. Let's say Kawhi Leonard and Patrick Beverly both test positive for COVID and have to isolate for 14 days. Are they just going to miss like five games or however many, five, six games, however many would be played in that span? I don't think anyone's going to be okay with that. Yep. And I think that's just proof to why we need to take time. Yeah. Yeah. Could, yeah. It could be crazy. Who knows? I yeah. want to know, you said something, though, about secret practices. Yeah. What, what is this all about? It's so, so secret, I haven't even seen anything. There's not a ton of information on this. This is, like, very speculative. A lot of rumors. I got a Bleacher Report update a couple days ago. And I'm sure many of you listening got the same one. That some players are holding secret practices at their homes. Like these players that do have maybe a full practice court. Ah. And they're inviting some of their teammates over to practice. 
which this does not surprise me one bit. And this is why I'm worried about having all these players go from hotels to arenas in Orlando or Las Vegas, because they're already sneaking out and having these secret practices. Now, I'm not like calling anyone out or anything. I don't think there were names mentioned and it is like purely a rumor. But when I saw that, I'm like, I'm not really surprised if this were to be happening, you know? No, I could see LeBron having the boys over for practice sessions. Yeah, for sure. Here's a fun one to think about. The Suns, we're not making the playoffs. Even if they switch it to 10 teams, I don't think we're making the playoffs. Um, is it worth holding practices? Yeah, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Probably not. Yeah, but no, I, I thought that was kind of a fun little tidbit of something that we're potentially seeing. So, I mean, I think at the end of the day, we're waiting for more information. We just have to be patient. And this is kind of the trend that I'm seeing. I think people are kind of starting to accept we're not going to have clear, defined answers anytime soon. And that's fine. That's okay. I keep coming back to like, this is temporary. And we're going to have basketball again. I know if you read the descriptions that I write for these episodes every week since basketball has been suspended, I've put basketball will be back before we know it. And I'm kind of just wondering how long I'm going to be putting that. But, you know, at some point this will be over. We'll have basketball. It might look a bit different, but we're going to have it. And we just kind of have to hold tight right now. That's the idea. Just hold tight. We will have basketball again sooner or later. I hope you don't have to put that on 10 more episodes, though. I hope not, but yeah, we'll see. Um, But I think that about does it for the sports section of the show. I know we have been kind of avoiding talking about, you know, the news and coronavirus and everything. But we, we got a lot of information this past week, like we thought we would. So we had to go into it. So... For the non-sports section, we will not be talking about coronavirus. So um, we were talking before the show about cooking. We've both been doing a bit more cooking. So what is, what's something in like the past week that you've cooked that you're proud of? Oh, so this isn't fancy or special by any means, but it was just something that I nailed I did some smash burgers on the griddle, and normally we just make the patty and toss it on, but I wanted to see what the difference was if you actually smashed it into the griddle. Yeah. And it gets so nice and crispy. Oh, it was good. It was worth it. So, yeah, you just just make a little meatball, toss it on the griddle nice and hot, and then smash it down with the back of a spatula, Mm -hmm. and it gets nice and crispy compared to a usual burger. And... You know, when you're making burgers, you you can, you know, toss a couple on the grill or whatever and have a burger in a few minutes, but you got to go the extra mile. You got to toast the bun. You got to have some nice sauce and then, you know, the lettuce or onions or whatever you prefer on there. You got to you got to do the whole thing. You got to make it restaurant quality. That's how I look at it. That's how and, you know, I just nailed smash burgers the other day. I was pretty proud of it. Nice. That sounds good. I do have some of that beef left that you gave me, so maybe I'll have to do that. Do it. Um, Let's see. Last week, I made chicken fried rice that I was pretty proud of. 
Nice. Um, and it's something I've made before, but I've been, I, th- I think I've been like getting better at this recipe. Um, I bought these like, uh, Fry's has this like little bag of these mini sweet peppers. Usually I'll just buy like regular old bell peppers, but I wanted to mix it up. I really like peppers. So I just bought these mini sweet peppers and those added a lot. So I just added that and some onion and some spices and garlic and all of that. And then teriyaki sauce. And I make like this whole, it's almost like stir fry. And then I make rice at the same time. I throw the rice in and fry everything up. And while I'm doing all that, I'm also scrambling two eggs. And then I chop that up, throw it in, mix it all together and fry it up. It was pretty good. That's where it's at. I was going to ask you about the egg. Because I, you I, I love egg fried rice. If, mm-hmm. if there's egg in there, it's it's legit. I was wondering how it was done. I was wondering if it's cooked with the veggies somehow and then chopped up or if it's separate and then it goes in. Because I've yeah. never made it myself. Uh-huh. I, I've done both, but it usually is better to do the egg separately so that you can cut it up and it's cooked all the way through. Then you don't have to worry about that. That's Okay. Yeah. But that egg adds a lot. Did we just share recipes? I think we did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's that kind of podcast. It's that kind of podcast, and that's where that kind of podcast comes to an end. We thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Sunny and Phoenix podcast. Hit us up on social media, at Sunny and PHX pod. That's Twitter and Instagram. And Instagram. That's right. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in, and go Suns.